is race week. Finally, after two long years, the Super League Triathlon Championship Series is back this weekend in London, and we are locked in for two incredible triple mixes. The fifth time the format has cropped up uh, since Super League's inception four years ago, and it's time to preview all the action. We'll see at West India Quay in sunny London, or maybe not so sunny, on Sunday afternoon. Wherever you are around the world, you can catch all the racing live and free on the websites and on YouTube, as well as a host of broadcasters around the globe. There are simply too many to mention, but all the details are where you can watch and what time it's on, where you are, are on superleaguetriathlon.com. Now, Super League legends and team captains, Chris McCormack, Annie Emerton, and Tim Don are all here to preview everything like they are every single time we do the Short Shoot Show. Uh, how are we all feeling about our teams? Team, that's, that's the first question. Uh, there's been a couple of changes. We'll detail them in a minute. The stats makers say that the Scorpions are going to score the most points across the weekend, but the stats can lie, but I know you're pretty confident. Well, the funny thing was when we went through the draft and, and I unfortunately had last pick and watching the other team managers pick their athletes, I couldn't believe the short memories that a lot of them have. And trying to understand how this team dynamic will work, it's about a good balance across both the genders. I think the Scorpions have that. We've got great female races. We have very, very strong male races. We're good across the three disciplines. That's why we're favourites on paper. But as we know in racing, anything can happen. But it all comes down to great team management and they've got the best in the business. <laughs> He's a funny one. <laughs> what about the Eagles, Timmy? <laughs> what, what about the Eagles? Um, that's my question to you because the Eagles, according to the stats, and I got the stats pack from our um, – from our, our stats guru, Graham. It says the Eagles are, are lagging, mate. What do you think about that? Um, you know, that's a bit of paper. I think um, I've got a young team, you see. On the men's side, I've got some young athletes who have improved, you know, leaps and bounds. You know, Max from Switzerland, you know, 18 months ago, he wasn't racing at this level, nowhere near. Well, now he's the national Swiss 10K champion, top 10 at the Olympics. And he's, um, yeah, he's hungry. You've got Alex Yee jumping up there. Um, yeah, so I think definitely on the men's side, I've got the youth and the experience and the women's, you know, Jess Learmoth, you know, she's she's an Arena Games, you know, triple winner, you know, the first person ever to do that. When she sniffs the lead, you know, early in the swim, she doesn't often give it up and she's got some great firepower in the swim to back her up with Vicky. But I think, um, yeah, I'm really excited about the concept and the format of the teams. I think it's going to be a great, great addition, you know, to there's going to be races within races, especially come Malibu, when we're talking about, you know, two or three points are going to make a big difference. And I think that's when the, the Eagles are going to swoop in and get those points. <laughs> no one's gotten behind this concept more than you have, Timothy. Um, what about you, Annie? You've uh, Your team, the Cheetahs, you had first pick. You went with Sophie Caldwell for the women. Controversial, left Cady Zafiris on the table. How do you feel now having had a couple of days to think about the balance of your team? And what are you going to be telling them uh, just before this race? Because... Obviously, we want to see, you know, some athletes go for the jersey points in the first swim, bike and run, and that might mean they sacrifice themselves for the overall. Is that what you're going to be telling your team or select members of your team? Well, first of all, um, just going back to what Maka said about short memories and stuff, um, I need to tell him that sport moves on and athletes move on and athletes age and, you know, and, and younger ones, you know, come up through 
through the ranks. And I think when I look at my team, that's exactly what I've got. I mean, perhaps a bit more experience in the men, but in the women, certainly with Sophie Colwell, who was absolutely on fire in the arena games um, in, in Rotterdam. Um, and I think she's grown in confidence with that third place finish in Leeds, WTS, one of the toughest races there is on the course. So Maka, I've got to tell you, you know, you might have the experience and the age in your team, but I'm not sure if you've got that hunger. You know, it's, um, it's something that you need in Super League. So, no, my memory's good, Maka. It's good. Um, but anyway, um, I think uh, really happy with my team. Got a chance to chat with Sophie Colwell yesterday. Um, she's so excited and pumped for, for Super League, which is brilliant. And I think Maya Kingma is coming into this with, with a lot to prove. Um, I think she's proved herself over the Olympic distance. She has a great swim-bike combination. Absolutely brilliant. And Leone... What a run she's got. And she'll hang on for the swim, for sure. Anna Godoy, a um, lot of talk about her. She has a strong history of triathlon in her family. She'll have a dad who was a great athlete, triathlete himself, right behind her. So um, what will I be telling them? First and foremost, get out there and race hard, you know, and leave nothing out there. That's for sure. We know that's key in, in Super League racing. Um, in the men's field... Um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't pick uh, pick Vanson. I think he's a fantastic athlete, as is Katie Safiris. Absolutely brilliant. But times are changing, right? Um, I think Johnny Brownlee has uh, sat out after the Olympics, and I think he's uh, gone away and prepped really hard for this. He wants to be on top of the podium come Malibu. So um, I'm really happy with my team. Really happy. Did I hear it right? Then? Yeah, did Vince block you? And he's just answered all the questions there. I think Vince blocked you on um, social media once you didn't pick him as well, I heard. <laughs> no, Vince would be happy to be with Maka. You know, two old boys together and all that. You know? That's fair. Yeah, two wily old boys. They're, if they get their heads together, we all could be in bloody trouble, I tell you. <laughs> I'll get the inside scoop from Taylor, you see. That's very true, but we, we're going to wait to see how it's all going to play out. Uh, there's been a couple of changes we should outline. We're going to start with the women. We'll preview them in just a second. But Alice Beto, Maka comes in for Alaria Zane. For you, that's just for London. We'll see Alaria later on in the series. Um, also in the women, Gillian Sanders joins Super League, which is fantastic. She's going to go on to Michelle Dillon's Sharks team because we all agree that Michelle needs the help. Um, so she's going to get a fifth woman on her team, but only the top three scores count. Uh, for the men's... Gordon Benson comes in for Martin Van Riel for London. Uh, Martin, unfortunately, contracted COVID, so he's um, just going to take some time to sort that out. Uh, Seth Ryder comes in for Yellow Gaines for Tim's team. Um, and we'll talk about the men in just a second. But women are first off uh, at 11.30 local time on Sunday. Uh, looks like it could rain on Sunday afternoon, which would be really interesting because it's a tricky little course. 300-metre uh, swim in the North Dock towards West India Key Tube Station and back again. The bike's four laps of a 1K course with some really quick sections, uh, a roundabout and one dead turn, and we'll just see how the bike handling skills go on the streets of London in the wet, if it is indeed wet. The run's similar to the bike, uh, slightly shorter, two laps of 800 metres. Uh, spectating will be great. So if you're on the fence, if you're in London or if you're in the UK and you can get out there and, and you're on the fence about it, make sure you do. It's close to a bunch of tube stops. It's going to be fantastic to watch. The, it's set up so that you can see a lot of the race from wherever you are all around the course. Uh, and the triple mix is one of our absolute favourites. But look, Macker, I guess I'll give you a chance to say, look, if people are thinking of making the trip out on Sunday and they want to come and have a look at it, I mean, 
Why should they? For those people who, you know, maybe haven't seen a Super League live, it's it's a real experience, isn't it? Oh, the entire Super League format is built for spectators. That was that was part of the DNA when we we're planning this type of racing. It's it's allowing the spectator to be as close to the action as they possibly can be, which you don't have that opportunity in other events around the world. So it's very very fast racing. It's very very tight racing. You'll feel the energy. Even the on course announcers we have. Michael Gilliam out of Bahrain, who's been doing this for many, many years, he brings a lot of energy to the to the to the event format. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I say you're missing out if you don't see it. It's it's quite a, a an amazing experience, and for our first time in London, we're super excited about it because that's where our headquarters are based now. So it's an event we're throwing a lot at post this COVID pandemic. It's just great to see racing back, and it'd be great to see big crowds like we used to at, at triathlon events. Yeah, it would be lovely to see the crowds back and in force while I'm in lockdown here in Australia. At least the rest of you are going to be enjoying uh, post-COVID life in uh, in the UK uh, or whatever is going on over there. I have no idea. I haven't left the country in two years. Uh, the triple mix is uh, a real favourite of ours, as we said. It's t- it's three stages, swim, bike, run, run, bike, swim, bike, swim, run, um, with a two-minute gap in between the first two and then a, a four-minute gap in between stage two and three. Uh, the two opening stages are mass starts. And then the third stage is a pursuit start based on the combined times from stage one and stage two. The short shoot is in effect. The 90-second rule is in effect. All of the stuff we know and love. And let's preview the women at 11.30 on Sunday. And let's start with Katie Zafiris, who was picked up by Ronnie and the Rhinos after being left on the table, which I still think is a highly controversial decision, Annie Emerson. Um, stats say she has a 48% chance of victory on Sunday, which I think is a little inflated. But she is right back in form uh, after the Olympics where she picked up a bronze and a silver and the Collins Cup where she sat on the feet of Lucy Charles Barclay, which is no mean feat. Um, let's start Let's start, Tim, with you. Uh, we, do we think Katie is back in the kind of form that has seen her so much success in Super League over the past few years? She's definitely in form and she's going that way. I just think she's done a lot of traveling um, and she did her first ever long distance race last weekend at the Collins Cup. She's flown to the Isle of Man to do some training. She's without her husband again um, because he couldn't make the trip because he contracted COVID. So I don't think we're going to see a dominant performance from her this weekend, if I'm honest. I would love to see her because she's just a... She's had a tough year and she really picked herself in the Olympics like amazingly to win two, two Olympic medals. But I don't I think 48 percent is inflated way too much. Sorry, guys. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can agree with that. I think we all can. Maka, what about you? What do you think about Katie? Yeah, I tend to agree with Tim. And, and looking at the teams from a manager's perspective, she's actually, with the utmost respect, not one of the athletes I'm, I'm targeting for this first race. I actually look at Tim's team with Taylor Spivey, who's coming into some really good form and has a lot to prove. And I think with Jess Learmouth in the swim, they'll set it up. I think the travel, as Tim said, will, will, will hurt Katie a bit. And, and Tommy not being around. Tommy is a big part of that team that, that brings a lot to, to, that, to that whole performance of Katie. So that will make things interesting for her. But you can't bet against her. We, we saw Cassandra Bogran, who sits on my team, come across to the series multiple times and, and apply pressure to Katie, and she always stood up and took her down in the in the end. She's an amazing performer. I think she'll learn as the series goes on again, but I'm not expecting big things out of her from London. So I agree, 48% chance of winning this. That's, that's hyperinflated in my opinion. Yeah, the, the stats don't tell the story really because they're looking back. Uh, they're not taking into account recent form as much as possible. And given the condensed... A uh, few months that athletes have had in terms of travel and bubbles and, and six weekends of racing in a row, uh, it really throws some some question marks in. But 
Uh, Andy, let's talk about with you the the Brits, and there's a huge contingent uh, of them: Georgia Taylor Brown, Jess Learmonth, Sophie Colwell, all potential race winners. Beth Potter, of course, is in there. Vicky Holland, non Stanford, huge huge group at home. How strong will we see the Brits be? And I'll just let your bias just run wild on this one. <laughs> we know how much you you love talking up the Brits. So okay, so I think that the Brits are are going to be they're going to be confident and they're going to be excited because of course they're race, racing on home soil and, and just to reiterate what you said, you know it is going to be a brilliant event and, and triathlon is hugely popular in this country so I think that's going to really sort of um, both you know lift their confidence hugely. Um, I think if we look at the course and you spoke about it, Will, about the fact that it is really technical, who's that going to suit? Well, I think, to be honest, I think, um, I mean, Vicky, Vicky's in good form. You know, she's, she's an experienced athlete, but is she going to like this bike course? I don't think she is. Um, I think Jess Learmont will thrive in it. Whatever. She, she. I mean, Jess Learmont will love it. You know, technically she's so good, but Sophie Colwell as well is 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 really strong. She loves this style of racing, and she might not be the absolute best, but she's confident. I think on a course like this, so I think she'll be really strong. Non as well is is coming into really good form. Again, will she enjoy the course, the bike course? I'm not sure. Um, Georgia Taylor-Brown, you know, we haven't spoken much about her because obviously she's been very quiet since winning that silver medal in Tokyo. But um, Georgia Taylor-Brown, I think Sophie Colwell and Jess Learmont are going to be the Brits um, that we're looking at. Beth as well. I I don't want to leave her out as well. But, you know, she is such an incredible athlete with a huge engine. But again, I think she might struggle on this bike course. Bike course has also got some cobbles on as well. So if it's wet, that could play into not baby's head, Paré Roubaix cobbles, but nevertheless, yeah, people see them and panic maybe. How much does experience come into that with a with with, with something like that? Because it, it wouldn't be that often that they'd come across anything like that um, in in racing in a normal terms. Some of them might never have ridden on that in a race. No, yeah, I think in Europe, I think we, you know, we used to see some courses, didn't we? Definitely, um, you know, on the European Cup circuit, um, the and the Kalivari one in um, Czech Republic. That's loads of cobblestone. So the athletes that have raced there um, will remember that. And Stockholm used to be another one as well. But I think you're right. Um, they tended to be longer circuits, and this being really short, you know, they're going to be back over those cobblestones, you know, before they know it. Um, and I just keep my fingers crossed that it doesn't rain because when you hit the cobblestones when it's wet, it's not a lot of fun. Well, the, the forecast is rain. And, and the other difficult thing is where the cobbles are located on the course is coming off that fast section through transition straight up, you know, as you come. So you're hitting them at speed. First, you're hitting them coming out of transition slowly, so mounting the bike and going over the cobbles. But hitting those cobbles at speed and being in the wrong position, trying to position yourself correctly, maybe you're making a, a pass. If it is slippery, it could be some serious carnage. Get the cameras there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it, actually, if I'm being honest. I tell you what, I tell you what. <laughs> I know we're just like watching motor racing and hoping for a crash. Just, um, just an update uh, there, Will. Um, I'm just I'm just on the, on the very reliable BBC weather app, and it does actually say Sunday dry, 20, 23 degrees. So there you go, Macca. It's oh. BBC. It's BBC. It's got to be right, uh, right? No, AccuWeather oh. all the way, AccuWeather. Accurate weather. Well, you see, I... <laughs> AccuWeather says opposite. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's go with the BBC yeah, this I, time, shall we? Well, I, I checked BBC like four Do hours ago. for the BBC, Annie, or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's windy there. Like, you get the gusts, 43k an hour gusts. Uh, all right. uh, we love the weather, us Brits. We talk about it all day. <laughs> I know. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on from that. Let's talk about the French uh, contingent. We, we, we touched on Cassandra. We've got Leonie Perio here as well, uh, who seems to be hitting some kind of form. Cassandra probably not in the dominant run form that she has been in the past, or, or and we've seen that more over the 10K or Olympic distance racing. But when you come back to the shorter type racing, Macca, you know that she's going to deliver, and she's she's taken a triple mix from Katie Zafiris before. Yeah, she has. This is sort of the distance for Cassandra. And, you know, we, we expect a lot of things out of her going into the Olympics. Well, I thought the French were the, the overwhelming favourites to take out that that team's event. And they and I thought that position of Cassandra as the third racer was probably a, a, a wrong choice on the French's behalf. But she seemed to race okay at that. I think she's still learning that anxiety that comes with professional racing. She's still a very, very young racer and, and delicate in that sense. And the French tend to build their athletes along quite slowly. The talent is there. The, the, the ability to win this race is there. It's whether her head is there and it's in the right space. So within my team, we've got a, a very strong French contingent. And I think Vincent will bring a lot of confidence to that because he'll sort of lead our team from that perspective. And along with Emily, I think that will give her the confidence to perform very well. But on, on paper, she's the best swimmer in the field, capable of being the best swimmer, along with Jess um, and, and Sophie. Sophie's starts are, are remarkable, but Cassandra is able to swim with any of the athletes in the field. And my push as a team manager will be to try and capture those swim points. So I'll be working Cassandra to chase those points in that first in that first race. I think on the bike, if it is technically, if, if it is raining, it's quite a technical course. She has shown that she can be technically quite astute. She's shown that in the French Grand Prix events. So she's very, very good there. She'll take Georgia from my team with her. And on the run, when she opens up that run stride, she's the quickest in the field. If she's in form, and we haven't been able to see with COVID that form that we saw at those events in Singapore and, and, our, and our old Super League events in Jersey as well. So we're going to know after London what we need to work on going into, into Munich and again into Jersey prior to, to Malibu. But I'm confident from what I'm hearing from, from the team that she's ready to go and looking forward to racing. All right, let's 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 talk the rest of the top 10. I mean, there's people we've touched on, but we haven't we haven't really talked about, and, and they include... Leone, they include Maya Kingma, Rachel Klammer, we haven't talked about yet, Taylor Spivey. Now, all of them are top 10 contenders. Can we see any of them push for race wins? I mean, Klammer is always on the podium. In fact, she's been on the podium in five of seven Super League events that she's been in. Uh, but she hasn't won one. Uh, she did win one race, I recall, in Jersey. But uh, overall, she hasn't won a round. So that's when we're doing two days. We're now doing one day racing. So can any of those names push up and take a race victory? Annie, let's start with you. Um, well, you mentioned Rachel Klama. So I think um, she really surprised me in the Olympics. I think she had a great race. I think she's had a you know, really, really tough year, a really tough 18 months um, with obviously some real personal issues. Um, and then Richard, you know, having his heart condition. And I think she delivered brilliantly to get a top five um, in, in the Olympics. She, she had an outstanding run just behind Leone. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, she's one of those athletes that 
you go, oh, God, where's Rachel? And then, you know, she's out of it. And then all of a sudden, she finds her, her way back into to the race. You know, she's made for Super League racing. And, and I, you know, I really hope that she does have a, a good Super League series. And I think she will. I think she will have gone away and put in some really good work, got some real good confidence from, from that fifth place in the Olympics. And I think she'll be definitely um, shining in Super League. Um, and Maya Kingman, and, and not just because she's in my team, I think she's going to be really interesting because she's she's great on the swim. She she can be a little bit up and down on the swim. She can have a great swim and she can have a slightly dodgy one. I'm hoping she's going to bring her best swim to to London and to the rest of the races. But she's great on the bike. You know, she's she's very very confident. You know, she comes from Netherlands where it's always raining. She's probably used to riding on cobblestones, and I expect to see her out in front on the bike. And and she can definitely hold her own over a mile, which is what we're going to see in London, one point six kilometer run too many names you want to pull out yeah i think we haven't spoken i think well no we're talking about um maya you know going back to yokohama taylor nib we know has been biking just stronger and stronger taylor nib said she struggled to hold her wheel in and out the corners on the straights it was the other way around nib was on the front driving the pace so if she can bring that technical ability to this race and have a good swim she's gonna race well Rachel Karma, she doesn't. She's not going to win the first race. The second race is her best chance because there's no argy bargy in the swim. She can get on the feet, sit there, ride the bike nice, comfortably, and then hopefully, you know, her weapons, her run. She's so light underfoot. She's got such a high turnover. She's been away from Richard for the last three or four weeks. I saw he's flown in from South Africa. So, you know, that if he's coming over, hopefully to support the event as well, I think that will just give her a bit of confidence. So. Um, yeah, and I think most of the athletes coming off the Olympics, they'd have done, you know, they'd have been training for a two-hour event. They'd have had a week, ten days chilling. They don't need to do that much work, just a specific speed work. So it's really fallen at a good time of the year for for everyone who was in Tokyo. So I think we're going to see a similar form guide this weekend that we did in Tokyo. Matt, what about you? We haven't we haven't spoken about names like Yuko Takahashi or Emily Moria, who's on your team, or Carolina Routier. I mean, there's there's plenty of other names there. Is there anyone who stands out for you? Emily's on your team, obviously. I think Emily, but she's very very new to Super League racing. What we've seen with our racing is you need to you need to cut your teeth in it a little bit. And I, I like Yuko. Yuko Takahashi's always there, but she's never she's a little bit like as we're saying she she's. She's always in the mix, but she's never at the front of the of the of the racing. But she'll be in that mixing, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what we are going to look at, which we haven't in the past. We're talking about the individual racing is what the team managers, are, uh, the instructions that are being given by team managers within this race. Are they going to chase the points on those individual disciplines? So that could change and disrupt the entire individual racing that's happening in the background. You know, suddenly Yuko is going for a swim to get those points, and she may fall back on the bike, which is disruptive in that forward momentum of the individual. So. That's going to be the interesting play we see in, in race one. But I, I expect the athletes we've been talking about to be at the pointy end. I still think Taylor Spivey has a lot to prove, just following a lot of what she's doing in, in social media. She has a big swim. She has won a Super League race before in Majorca. She's capable of doing that. And I just think she sees this as an opportunity to showcase potentially what the Americans missed out of by not selecting her for the Olympic Games. And uh, she, she's going to come into this red hot. Yeah, there's nothing like a chip on your shoulder to, to motivate you to go out there and, and, and cash in and be at the front. And Taylor Spivey certainly uh, would still be feeling that. Let's talk about the men right now. They they are off at just before one o'clock local time in London. Uh, and when we're talking contenders, we have to obviously talk off the top about Vincent Lewis, who everyone, well, no one except for Macca decided to, to, to pick right off the top. But favourite 
statistically to pick up all three jerseys. He's a, they reckon he's, the stats say he'll be the fastest swimmer, which he often is, well, he is these days at every race, uh, and then be able to hold that on the bike and the run and then win the race and then just scoop all of the points. <laughs> what kind of performance will we actually see, though, from Vince? Because what that doesn't take into account is the troubles he had in the lead-up to the Olympics. Obviously, he had a 13th place uh, in Tokyo. He followed it up with sixth uh, in Edmonton. He didn't look like the Vince that we used to see. So, Maka, do you have any doubts around where he's going to be in terms of his speed? Yeah, look, he's, he had a running injury going into the Olympics. We all know that. It's common knowledge now. He seems to be on the on the mend, on the on the better side of that injury and working through that. Well, we're talking about those individual individual disciplines and his strength across that. But you watch him in that jersey event. He's technically so astute on the bike. I think he's technically the best bike rider, and he takes a lot more risks on a course like this than any other rider within this Super League racing. And that's what puts him at the pointy end all the time. He sets it up with a big swim. As I said, I was shocked that that he was overlooked by many of the other team managers, as as Annie said. He's getting old potentially, but like a fine French wine, it only gets better with time. And so I he's just, not corked. Yeah, I just can't wait to to see him to see him perform. I think I think we're going to see the better end of Vince. Uh, and uh, you know, I think the Olympics, just where it was positioned within his injury, wasn't the best timing. Unfortunately, that is part and parcel of racing. But we're starting to move away from that. We're moving into the distances that he's shown he's he's exceptional at, and this the technicality of this course will really really suit him. And and you know, from our perspective, we'll be pushing from the beginning to try and capture those points in the swim, which he's capable of doing. And he's a front racer. Once you put him on the front with a sniff of victory, he's very, very difficult to beat. And uh, I expect to see big things out of Vincent Lilly. Well, it won't be hard for you guys to to motivate the swim and bike uh, points because that's where the short shoots are going to be decided as well. So uh, as opposed to splits or, or in different ways, it's going to be over the mount line after the swim not only will you pick up the five jersey points, but you'll also pick up a short shoot and the same for the bike. Um, so it's not going to be hard to motivate your athletes to go out there and, and win those points because they know they're going to have a short shoot, which has to be taken in the stage three run, uh, which is going to be extremely important when it comes to a pursuit start in the triple mix. Who pips Vince, though? I mean, who takes that mantle? Who wears pink when we get to Munich, if not Vincent Lewis? And and for me, like it, the, the name that obviously floats up at the top is Johnny Brownlee. He's back in killer form. He's sorted out a bunch of nutrition issues. Um, and who picked him? Uh, let me, it escapes me right now. Who um, was it, Ronnie? Cheetahs. Who's got Johnny? No, Cheetahs. Annie, you've got Johnny. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The cheaters, the absolute cheaters. Right. So, how do you feel about Johnny, Annie? Okay. Um, I think you're right about um, Vince. I think we're going to see good Vince coming back. He loves Super League racing. but um, and, and he's a threat on the swim, and he'll, he'll change the race from there. But Johnny Brownlee, um, you know, you can always count on him in the swim. Um, I just think, and we've spoken about it on here before, but his relay leg in Tokyo was absolutely... To use yeah. one of Maka's word, magnificent. It was absolutely beautiful to watch. Mm. And it was great to see a really confident Johnny. And I think to add that gold medal to his silver and bronze meant a huge amount to him. Um, and I think he's probably just been away and he's had a good good chance to rest. He, he sat out the last two uh, World Triathlon Series races. Um, and I imagine he's been like highly focused on 
on prepping for Super League. So I'm really looking forward to seeing to seeing Johnny Brownlee race big time. And, and I think it'd be a threat to Vince. Because And I think you're right, Maka. I think Vince is incredible technically to watch him. He's so brave. It, it, you know, he's... He's, he's sort of how he rides a bike is not the most beautiful to watch, but he's so accurate yeah, in everything he does. And and I but I think Johnny will go with him. Yeah, it'd be hard to to argue with that. I, I have heard that he's completely changed his nutrition, Johnny Brownlee, in the last few months, and we're seeing that reflected in his um and in his results. So long may it continue. It seems a long time ago that he was standing on podiums forty two times in a row. He stopped. He stopped drinking Yorkshire tea. That's the secret. Now he's but now he's on to coffee. He's, he's, he's um, having double macchiatos with Jan. That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> That's also what keeps me going during the day as well, but I'm not running anywhere. I'm just trying to look after kids. I get it. Now, um, who pips Who, who pips Easter? I mean, if it's, I mean, we know Vince has been in the front for the entire time Super League since it was basically created. Johnny has been there or thereabouts. We see a couple of guys and I... I guess in my head I put him in the same box at the moment as Alex Yee and Hayden Wilde. And maybe that's because I spent the entire Edmonton race watching him run together. Um, but these two guys are, are coming on in leaps and bounds and we know the stories that are attached to them and how much they've done. And obviously they both won medals at the Olympic Games. Um, so these two blokes, I mean, what do we say about them? What will we be saying about Alex Yee and Hayden Wilde at the end of Malibu in terms of the impact they had? And Maka, let's start with you. Well, they're the, they're the other two you've, you've, you've picked correctly. I, I throw probably an informed Jake Burt Whistle in that mix. We haven't seen a lot from Burt Whistle, but, you know, those three younger athletes, and in particular Alex, who's got a gold and silver medalist now from the Olympic Games, he's no longer a developing talent. He's, he's arrived in a big way. And Hayden Wild, who is so spontaneous in the way he races, that's what makes Hayden so exciting. He, he, he's not scared to go to the front and make a move. He's not thinking about the next discipline. He's about putting himself in the right position to win a race. And that type of mindset wins Super League racing. So I would not be surprised if those athletes are very, very close to the front, taking down points and are capable of taking down Vincent Louis. And we'll find that. We'll know the form guide, as we've, we've talked about a lot before, post-London. We're going to sit there going, oh, well, you know, the... The scene will be set and we'll be talking potentially about different athletes, but I do expect to see Alex and Hayden in that mix. But I ask the question too, if you're Alex Yee and you've just won a gold and silver medal and you've come back home and, you know, I know what I would have been doing. I would have been stepping out with a friend and going, woohoo, my life's changed. But whether he's done that, I don't know. And, and that'll be interesting to see what the, the difference between that post-Olympic time and Super League start has been. I know for Hayden, he's been racing very, very hard and training hard and uh, and... I look at Jake Burtwistle, who's back into training very, very hard. I followed a lot of these guys on social media. So it's just from a distance you're seeing it, and people tend to show their life through filters on social media. But he looks to be searching for that form that has delivered him podium finishes in the WTS series. And with that big run, he is capable, of dead set capable of winning the Super League series. He, him, and, and I'm going I'm to throw another name out there in Matt Hauser, who is in my team, who is an incredible relay racer. Big swim, great over the mile. A bigger athlete, he can, he may struggle on the technical on the technical bike course, but those are the athletes I see that could potentially mix this up. Martin Van Riel, who's who's been a bit sick, he won't be in our first race. He was another athlete I was looking at to do very very well. So don't expect it to be a, a, a totally French affair, and do look for Alex Shee, Hayden Wild, Matt Hauser, Jake Burtwistle to be up the pointy end. 
What about uh, what about you, Tim? Obviously, I mean, you know Alex well. Would he, would he be a guy? He he doesn't strike me as a guy who spent the last three weeks partying since the Olympics. I feel like he would have had a lot, beer, had an early night, and then got back into it the next morning. I don't think he's legally allowed to drink yet, so he can't go out. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> Now he missed the first race in uh, Montreal and he went to Edmonton and he, I think he was a, he was a bit disappointed with himself there which you know it would have been great to see him you know make that lead group and or even the second group but um I think that would have made him you know instead of turning turning to the bottle he would have um he'd have turned to the training um and he's training in such a nice group of athletes they're all kind of like you know mid 20s they're all on the verge of kind of making it into WTS starts here in Loughborough um so no, I think he'll be he'll be a home race for him. His family will be there. Ron, his old man, and the whole Crystal Palace triathlon crew will be down, and he'll want to be doing what he loves best, and that, that's that's really going hard. I think the first race is going to be important for him. He's got to have a good run to get a good start for the, the the second race. And Hayden, yeah, he's so kind of like charismatic and flamboyant. Not so much maybe in his performance yet, but but he, he reminds me of Pre, you know. He just says it how it is. He just gets out there and he races hard. And if you want to beat him, you're going to have to chew off your arm. And and that's that's the kind of, you know, attitude that these young guys are coming with. And Super League, yeah, you can't sit back and wait for the next race. You've got to take everything in the moment, in the second. So, yeah, those young guys. I'm gutted for Martin Van Riel. Lovely fella. Um, and, yeah, he hit some rich, rich form at the, the WTS Grand Final. But he'll be back in Munich. Yeah, we're going to miss uh, the Belgians in Van Riel and, and Yella Gaines as well, unfortunately. But we, you know, we welcome Gordon Benson in, so another one for the UK tribe. Andy, before we move on, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you've got, you've had, you know, you, and you've been commentating the WTS series, so uh, you would have watched these guys closely, and 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 to see Hayden, especially after the the time he got stuck in New Zealand and where he nearly qualified for the Olympics in the 5K, and then he came in and he raced Leeds and he raced it so hard uh, with no expectations. And then also to for him to, to to run with Alex G, those two blokes are going to make a very big impression, I think, across the next month. Well, I, th- I think you're right to a degree, but both of them have still got work to do on their swim. Yeah. And, um, the, you know, it is only 300 metres, so they will hang on. You know, we saw um, Alex G swim really well in the early rounds of the Arena Games, but I think what happens when you're a weaker swimmer, you, you have it together for the first swim, and as you get more tired, then then the swim start, starts to falter. Um, so I think that Hayden and Alex are both in the same camp there. They both know that, you know, that that, that is their weak link. Um, but you're absolutely right. You know, Alex, he's going to be on home soil and he's going to be loving it. And he's going to want to desperately deliver for his family and friends and fans because there will be so many people down there to watch the recently crowned silver Olympic medalist. Um, and Hayden Wild, I mean, what? I mean, the guy is like, you know, has wise beyond his years. He's 23, but he's just so confident in a lovely way and he wants it so much I think that's what you see with Hayden Wilde you know he's he's desperate for success because he loves what he he does great on the bike I mean in Edmonton watching him try to chase down the lead group was absolutely brilliant you know I love to watch him race because he's brave and he gets out there and he bloody throws it all at it I, I can't stand seeing an athlete that doesn't work when you're you know a minute and a half down what's the point in being in a race but Hayden threw everything at it 
um, and, and they both run incredibly well. Um, Hayden, I mean, we know what he achieved in New Zealand on the track over the winter months, absolutely brilliant. I think his runs perhaps not quite as sharp as he would want it to be at the moment. But that said, you know, he's another guy that won't have been, you know, out on the piss after his bronze medal. He would have been working hard and, and prepping for Super League. So, you know, I think there will be shaky moments for both athletes in the swim, but I expect to see them deliver some, some outstanding races as well. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen Hayden at three or four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but the other thing about Hayden, which which we don't give him a lot of credit for, you were there too, Mac. No, he's a, he, he likes to time <laughs> Hayden, but he, he's so quick through because of his weak swim or his weaker swim. Hayden has this tendency to move very very quickly through transition, so he makes up a lot of gaps in in those in those dormant parts where a lot of the big swimmers sort of get out of the water and they're leading and they take their time. Where you see Hayden, and I think he, he actually trumps Alex in that in in that place where he, he moves a lot more quickly in that in that transition area. So that that makes up a lot of spacing. He's so technically good on the bike. If 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 Alex can tag that, Hayden will get to the front of this racing. I don't care how bad his swim is, he will get to the front. He's that type of racer. You know, it reminds me of uh, Jersey, I want to say 2018, where Hayden Wild we didn't know that much about, and he had that sprint finish with Mario Mola and end up finishing sixth and the two of them sprinting down the, the, the straight there at the, at the end into the shoot on the carpet. And it's funny now, three years goes past. At that point, it was an unknown guy and the reigning world champion. With, I think he was still reigning world champion. Was, just and then now we're talking all about Hayden Wild. We're not even mentioning Mario Mola, um, who is on your team, Macca, and he's just gone under the under the radar completely, finishing the top ten in Tokyo. But we haven't talked about him like we'd expect to talk about him. And why is that? And what's he going to do? Do you think? Well, I think over the Super League racing, he's never he, he doesn't have that punchy spark. He, he is definitely on the on the latter end of his his career. He's a three time world champion in that that race in Jersey. He just came off his third world title win. And watching Hayden out sprint him for sixth place that day, we, we saw the. We saw what we now see in Hayden Wild. He is just a competitor who, as Annie said, is passionate about what he does, loves what he does, was taking down his heroes and just enthralled by it. He almost, I think he apologised to Mario, if you recall, as he crossed the line. Sorry, but wow, I just beat Mario Mola. So I think that's the infectiousness of Hayden Wild. But I think on Mario's end, he's just a consistent strong racer and what I what I see with Mario the problems he's going to have or he has had in Super League racing is the shortness of the racing he, he sort of gets up to a tempo in his 10k running he's one of the best on the planet and he's very very difficult to, to outrun over 10,000 meters but in this one mile type of, of racing off the bike transitions are important position is important he seems to put himself out of position which he can make up in those Olympic distance events which you just do not have the luxury of doing in Super League racing and and I, I expect him to be a, a strong player, whether he will be at the pointy end and can match the surges and the pace, and it's that constant change in pace. I, I don't think so, but I'd love Mario to prove me wrong. He's on my team. I, I think he's aware of that himself, and he, he, he's shooting for a podium finish overall in the series, and I think what we'll see out of Mario Myler is consistency across the four races, and, and consistency can accumulate a lot of points for his team and put you on the podium as an individual. It's all about the team for you, isn't it? It always comes back to what can they do for my team. <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, now, in some in some ways, I suppose you're looking at a Mario Moller and going, okay, well, it's like putting it, making it a test match cricketer who's an absolute champion 
and putting him in a 2020 team and asking him to do things that are a little bit different. But then you've got guys on the other end of the scale who are real wild cards in this thing, young guys like Vasco Velasa, like Jonas Schomburg, um, Max Studer, I want to put in that one as well, and, and Kenji Nina is another one who who has had some outstanding results in, in, the, in the last few months especially, who, who can really turn up on the day and, and be and be a force on any given day, I suppose. Uh, Schomburg at the top end of that. Velasco we've seen have amazing results. I mean, is there, a, is there a, a wild card athlete, not in the true sense of the word, but like in part of our contracted team, is there a guy who can just throw it out there and mix up a race from, from that younger crew who, who you guys want to point out? I mean, Annie, let's start with, with you. I mean, I always think we don't talk enough about Vasco Velasco, who's so good at this style of racing. I mean, Vasco... Wow, you know, I think he's really talented. I think that perhaps he was overconfident. So he got the, um, was it the bronze or the silver in the sprint um, world championships one day event in silver in Hamburg last year. And then he, yeah, and then he did really well in Rotterdam in 2020 as well, finishing on the podium there overall. Mm -hmm. And I think um, another guy who's really passionate, has has a really good team around him, I think he's very professional for a young athlete. And I think that um, I think we will see a lot of him in the future. Whether it happens this year, I don't know. He's got to work on his swim. I mean, he swam brilliantly in the pool in the Arena Games. But I just actually don't think we can compare the pool with open water. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a great athlete. I, I'm not sure if he's going to be at the pointy end of, of the races this year. I'd love to see it um, because, I, as I said, I think he's very professional and um, I think he's really talented, but I'm not sure if his time is yet. I think the Japanese, the young Japanese, Kenji, will be interesting to watch as well. Um, they've never really had a really strong uh, Japanese male athlete and I think he's going to be really hungry for success. He, he's quite... Um, He's quite a confident guy. He's very vibrant. Again, loving what he does. He raced really well in Edmonton. Um, so that could be interesting as well. But are they going to upset the top guys? I don't quite think so just yet. What about Seth Ryder, Tim? You've got him uh, in place for Yellow Gaines. This is a guy that finished in the top five in Edmonton and, and has got some good mixed relay form as well. Uh, part of that Montreal winning team, winning team as well. So he must be reasonably happy with that. Oh, more than reasonably happy. He's a top fella. He's up and coming and he's a solid swimmer in the short races. And I think when you're, when you're kind of banking on coming out between 8th and 15th in the swim, if someone in front of you takes a little bit longer to put their shoes on or they misjudge a corner, gaps open and you may be stronger than them, but it's you're on the back foot. So someone like Seth, he's going to be top five, top six out of the water. Um, yeah, and I think he'd be buzzing that he's got got a contract for the whole races um, for the whole SLT series. And the fact he had the race of his life in the grand final, um, you know, he, he's going to be coming in full of confidence. You know, hopefully he can just take a step back, go back to what he did to get there and and, and to, to, to turn that. And again, lots of the, the you know, he'll be looking at Malibu because it's the grand final. It's back on the, the, the US soil. Um, so he'll be building through the series. Yeah, without a doubt. And Max as well. I think, um, you know, he's another fella, Max Struder from Switzerland. Um, he's not as well known in the shorter stuff. But again, if, if these guys and the swim starts going to be different in the first race, normally you have kind of like, the fastest swimmers start in one side and they kind of line up like that. But we're going to be starting in teams. So instead of you might see different arrowheads coming on. Um, and 
having done French Grand Prix with similar starts, you do tend to be a bit more courteous because you're like, oh, I, I don't I don't mind bashing Maka because he swims for um, the ants. No, the beetles. What's it called again? The scorpions. But you don't want to bash the eagles. So, you know, you could create some more space within your team. So some people might have better swims, um, you know, at some stage um, in the in the event. Beatles. <laughs> Big fan, mate. Biggest fan of all time. The Beatles. That's going to bite me in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got Roddy and the Rhinos. You got Macca and the Mung Beatles. Oh, dear. That doesn't, that doesn't sound great at all. Uh, let's Michelle let's the, wrap um, this up. We're on the 45 minute mark. Wherever you are, if you listen to this on the trainer uh, and you want, you just. Yeah, the guppies. That's right. The guppies. Michelle and the guppies. Oh, the band is just going to get worse and worse. Um, if you're on the turbo trainer and you want to finish up, don't worry. We've only got a couple of minutes left to go. Uh, we're going to get a podium prediction from each of our from each of our three. I'm uh, just going to put them on the spot. So I want let's just I want top three, top three in oh, should I say in any order? Top three podium getters for the men's and the women's. Ooh. You don't have to pick a winner necessarily. Uh, let's start with who wants to start? Macker, I'm going to put you on the spot Ooh. first. Ooh. Top three men, top three women in London on Sunday. Mm. Uh, on, on the men's side, I'm going to give it to Vince. I have a lot of faith in you, Vince. You're a pink jersey winner. This is where you shine and you'll shine again for us. With the win, I'm going to put Alex Yee um, running through to grab mm. second just with the local being, being a London-based boy. And I'll give Hayden Wilde, the Kiwi, a bronze. That's just off the top of my head. On the women's side, I'm going to go with... Cassandra Bogran from the Scorpions are all over this thing. So Cassandra Bogran <laughs> for the win. Um, I'll give GTB um, a silver medal and Jess Liam at the bronze. Oh, wow. And the oh, Scorpions yeah. to win the team's points because the Scorpions to win the Scorpions to win the teams because of our consistency across collecting those swim points. I think we'll take all the short shoots mm-hmm. and that will dominate the thing. And then we'll all thank the incredible <laughs> management of one. <laughs> And the scorpions. <laughs> it's just so unlike you to make this all about yourself. It is all about considering it. you're not in any way involved in the racing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Everyone gets it done for Macca. All right. What about Tim in the in the selfless way that you are, uh, stepping into the background uh, and letting the eagles fly forth and do what they do. Uh, what are your what are your podiums? I, I suppose you're going to fill them with eagles. What do you think? Men's first. No, I, I, a balanced podium. Yeah, I think Alex, you know, he's going to have a stellar run on that last leg and he's going to, going to go through for the W. You know, again, Vince, he's the master. He's the pink maestro. You know, he really is. So I think he's going to be up there. Third one, I'm going to, going to it's either Vasco or Schomburger. I'm going to go uh, Schomburger. You know, I want to see him have a little cheeky dig off the front in the last race and hang on. Um, you know, I think he'll grow in confidence. Women, Jess, I think she's going to go one, one, one. Definitely uh, Taylor. Um, you know, she's going to be right up there. And um, oh, I, I want to say Georgia Taylor-Brown, but I'm not sure, you know, if she's going to be be fully, fully up for it. So I'm going to go with, um, yes, yeah, Sophie Coldwell. And of course, then I think then that means the Eagles win by three points. All right. So. <laughs> wow. 
just doing a quick spot of maths there. The Eagles win by three points. Um, everyone's very biased towards their team, completely colouring their predictions. Annie, you're going to be just as bad. The floor oh, is yours. Oh, my goodness me. I know I've always been accused of, like, you know, sitting on the fence, but this is a, this is a tough one. Because I don't think we're going to see the dominance that we've seen in previous Super League series. I can see you rolling your eyes there, Maka, but I think that's going to be the case. Um, I think this one is going to be quite open. Um, I'm going to put Sophie Colwell up there. I think she's going to love racing in London. I'm going to put a bit of an outsider in. I'm going to put Leonie Perriot in there. I know she's a cheater, but I think she's in great form and running really, really quick at the moment. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say, who else am I going to say? Oh, Georgia Taylor-Brown. No, no, I'm going to change it. Jess Learmont. I'm changing my mind. Jess Learmont. So Jess. In that order. Jess. Uh, no, we didn't have to give orders. Jess, oh. Sophie and Leonie Perriot. <laughs> but not in any order. Uh, are you just going to ignore the men? Or, or oh, is you that want me to do the men. Oh, well, there's a men's race as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, did you guys do the men anyway? I'm I'm so involved with Why myself. Do you, to us? <laughs> do you never listen hang, to us? Hanging on, no, hanging on, everyone. That, that is true. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Brownlee's going to be up there. I'm going to go with uh, Vince up there, and I'm going to go with Hayden Wild. Good picks. Solid. Good picks. Okay. Everyone's very similar, and not a single person has picked Katie Zafiris, the most successful female athlete, to end up on the podium at all. So that's an interesting one. Um, and just for context, if anyone's just tuned in at the back end, doesn't understand the team concepts, when Annie says Leonie Perio is a cheater, that, that, that means that she's on team cheaters. Okay? Okay? We must point that out. Okay? It's very important. A very important point. Um, and that, that brings us to the end uh, of the Short Shoot Show where we have previewed uh, what's going to come up in West India Keen, London on Sunday. Now, all the details, the broadcast details, where you can watch, how you can get there if you want to spectate, how you get involved, uh, everything is on SuperLeagueTriathlon.com. Thank you very much, Macca. Thank you, Annie. And thank you, Tim. Thank you. Nice. See you in London. See you in London. London town is calling. Yeah. London calling. Good song. <laughs>